Yes, people, welcome back to Albert J TV for another live Q&A. It's been a while, people, but before we get into this, let's hit the intro. Yes, my people, footballing community, Arsenal footballing community, welcome back to Albert J TV for another live Q&A. I say that, but it's been a long, long time since I've done one. Um, a, a, quite a while, but um, it's about time I did another one. So apologies to my subscribers because I should be doing a lot more live Q&As, but it's good to be back and thank you for your continued love support. As I always say, people, obliterate that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and thank you once again to the people that have subscribed recently it is much appreciated uh let me quickly go to the chat before i ramble on even more than i usually do oh lottie's in there that's it go on lots lottie b yes alps i oh, know too good too kind good shout out in the article there was one was one out a very good shout. i will touch on that very very shortly believe it or not lottie it was a very good win Confidence booster after the midweek defeat against Wolfsburg. But um, yes, like Lottie says, people, obliterate that like button. But if you need another reminder, this is what you should be doing by now. And there you have it, people, like Lottie says in the chat. Smash the like button. As I like to say, sometimes caress the like button. But people, yeah, like I said, it's been a while, man. But um, it's good to actually, I do like, I do actually enjoy Q&As, to be honest with you. Uh, so people, fire in your questions at some point. If I do deviate away, I'll wait a little bit, then it's just because I want to talk about particular subjects. But further ado, the first thing I want to mention, um, very, very quickly, we had the World Cup draw. Was it on Friday evening? Friday late afternoon at five o'clock. I will get that on screen now to quickly talk about that because I think it's quite important personally. And I love a World Cup tournament as a Guna Souls of Action as well. So there you have it, people. Um, England are in Group B. An unusual World Cup, obviously, because we're having a World Cup in November, December, uh, which is because obviously it being in Qatar, um, their, their, summer, their, summer, their summers are quite quite hot than the normal type, type of summer so to get people playing football in that kind of conditions impossible but um i heard a lot of people saying about uh, there wasn't really a group of death um there's some interesting games though um i'm going to pinpoint the games i'm looking forward to in each group so in group a you've got host qatar ecuador senegal netherlands i must admit i'm looking forward to seeing senegal play netherlands i think that'd be a fantastic game Group B, England, Iran, USA, and obviously the winners out of Wales, Ukraine, and Scotland. Um, if, no disrespect, if Ukraine don't get through and it's out of Scotland and Wales, uh, if I was to put my money on it, and I'm not that much of a betting man, a little bit, 
I would probably say I would lean towards Wales just because of the Gareth Bale factor and when him and Ramsey put on that red shirt for Wales, um, absolutely different animals, man. So um, I would say keen to see England versus USA, to be honest. I don't know how much USA have progressed over the years. I don't follow too much of their football as I used to. Um, people in the chat, let me know if you can hear me okay. Hopefully you can. And um, I think England-Scotland obviously would be an amazing battle, just as England-Wales would be. But um, that's, that's, I guess, the home tie I'd kind of be looking forward to, even though it's in Qatar. Group C, for me, the standout in that is Argentina-Mexico. I think that'd be a very, very good game. Um, group D, France versus Denmark would be a very, very good game. Um, Christian Eriksen, as you recently seen his comeback and play for the national team, absolutely superb. Um, so, yeah, France and Denmark, most definitely. Um, group E, Spain, Germany, easily stand out. Um, group F, looking forward to seeing Belgium, Croatia, and how Canada will get in their first World Cup, to be honest. Group G, um, you have Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Brazil versus Cameroon would be interesting. Uh, but I think Switzerland would give Brazil a very, very good game. That's that's quite a tough group, to be honest with you. And obviously, Group H, um, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Uh, two games I'm looking forward to really in that is Portugal, Ghana, um, and definitely Ghana-Uruguay. <laughs> a repeat of 2010 and Luis Suarez. But um, yeah, people will come away from that. But my quick thoughts on sort of England is, I've seen a lot of talk recently. It's probably arguably the best England squad of players that I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, and I've seen some very good England squads, trust me. Um, but the, the pool of talent um, for this England players in many different positions, many, many different, the fullback position, centre-back position, um, wide mid, wide midfielder, or wide attackers, strike force, and the midfielders, a plethora of talent there. So I think the only thing stopping England for me is Gareth Southgate. What, what I mean by that is, if I'm using the reference, I think he's been a very good manager for this group of players and he has he has done what people like to give Mikel Arteta for in, ter in terms of changing the culture within the dynamic and the group. Um, none of the cliques and the United boys stick together and the Chelsea boys stick together, none of that rubbish. And you know what? It's not necessarily something that's going to make you win a major tournament, but believe me, it will help. Um They've had a Nation League semi-final. They've had um, a World Cup semi-final back in Russia four years ago. And they obviously reached the final of the Euros. I think the only thing I would say in terms of Gareth Southgate is that I look at that, I look at that final against Italy, for example. And personally, I think he should have started Saka. And that's not being biased. I just think if you had the confidence in him to play him in the in, in a European championship semi-final why can't you play him in the final for me that was a cautious move you look at the final itself England go one up very very early people will say England should have really gone for the jugular and try and get the second goal I, and I and I agree with that um and also as well on top of that I look at someone who was as influential as Drac Grealish who had the season he had before um at Villa and then going into the Euros, and Gareth Southgate brings him on in the 96th minute in the final. Those are moments for me that that come with, it's, it's too cautious. Yes, listen, it's an important game. England haven't been to a final in my lifetime. So 
But I think the only person that it, it, it depends, it would be interesting to see if England get to the last stages and they have the same type of game that it, how the final panned out in Euros. What would Gareth Southgate do differently? And that's my only question. And we'll quickly go to the chat. Uh, Lottie, Lottie's asked a question straight away. Right, let me get that group up again. Is that England's group, is it? Uh, yes, it is. I believe it is group B. Let me double check Lottie if I get it wrong. Um, yes, it is. Um, let's say for argument's sake. Wales get through. I think England Wales and I think England and Wales will qualify. I need to see a bit more or do a bit more homework with the USA to see how they've how they how they've been playing for the last few years. But I will stick my neck out of the line and go England and Wales will qualify from that group. The Iranians will not be happy with me saying that, but listen, you can't please everybody. <laughs> you definitely, definitely can't. Good question, Lottie. Mr. Silver Fox, cheers, my bro. Not good to see you in the chat, man. Um yeah, that's right. We always put about twenty. That's any football. Yeah, that's the only thing that concerns me with um, Gareth Southgate. As I said to you, um, it's nothing personal against him. Like I said, he's done a lot of he's done a lot of good with that England group of players for a number of years now. Um, effectively, what four or five years? So uh, I just think he you got the players to release the shackles. Don't contain them. Don't contain them. Um, another question in there. Who's getting through Group H through Al? Uh, let me quickly look again, just to double check, my friend. Right, Bossy Fox. So, wow, that is a, that is a tough group. Um, I mean, even the South Koreans many, many years ago, what was it? Was it, I think it's either South on, I think it's probably South on North Korea made the quarters of the World Cup into, is it 0-2, was it? Um, I mean, a, a lot of times passing since, I don't know how strong they are now. Uh... Uruguay would be interesting because I'm not sure they had the best qualifying campaign. They still got some good players though. Um, you also got Benton Core at Tottenham. I'm not sure if Luis Suarez has hung up his international boots yet. Um, centre back wise, I don't know if they still got Jimenez and I think Godin must have retired now. Surely, man, that guy must be about 40 years of age. He's not, but he looks like it. But yeah, Group H, Bossy Fox, um, Portugal, and as much as it pains me to say it and it's part I mean I almost doesn't want them to get through um uh, is Ghana because obviously they beat us in um the the qualif the qualifying for the World Cup which I'm still not happy about you probably saw my little video um about Nigeria wow um was not impressing them two legs man I tell you that absolutely not um Southgate has me watching England again good point culture thing yeah 100 percent I used to hate watching them because of the way they were. Culture change has been for the better, 100%. And you know what it is as well, Lottie, and people in the chat? One thing that made me angry, I've been, I made, I've been very open about this, is when, um, I can't remember what year it was, when they, they, I think Rio and I think Steven Gerrard and I think Lampard was there. Or it might have been Owen Hargreaves. There was on BT Sport and Jake Humphries was talking to him about, um, I think, the time of England and... Ref, what stuff Ref and I was coming out with talking about, oh, you, you didn't want, you know, your rivals getting one over you. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about, mate? We, you're, get, you're away with that. You, you're privileged to play, and you was a good player, to play for the England national side in a major football tournament. Why would you be given a toss about you don't want your rivalry, you don't want, you don't want your rivals in terms of club club players getting the, 
getting the better of you or getting an upper hand. How are they going to do that in international duty? I never understood that that them kind of comments, man. I really didn't. I, when I when I heard him say it at the time, I thought, you know what? That probably not saying it would have been a definite, as you mentioned with culture, Lottie, but it helps when you've got a harmonious group, man, that are together and the spirit. And you when I heard him come out and say that, I said, no, nah, I, I I I don't accept that. They will, they will be seeking. Silver Fox, you raised a point quickly. I'm going to quickly make about um, the African nations in terms of um, their performances at the World Cup. I believe Morocco were the first team in 86 to actually get through to a knockout stage. The problem you have is that Cameroon did amazing in 1990 and got to the quarterfinal and got beat by England. Um, but if you actually look at Cameroon's World Cup record since 1990, it is appalling. Um, People went. People spoke about it many years ago. Would an African nation be good enough to win a World Cup? And never say never. But I'll tell you one nation that's very that disappointed me continuously through a number of World Cups. They obviously didn't qualify for this one, but is Ivory Coast. They've had some sensational players over the last 15, 20 years. And, in the, and they've done nothing in the World Cups. I don't think they've ever made a knockout stage. Nigeria had Nigeria debuted in 1994, um, made the second round. We lost to Italy in a tough game. And in 1998, we got to the second round again. We beat Spain in that World Cup in 1998. Um, you know, that that's no mean feat. And we beat Bulgaria in a group stage in 1994, who went on to make the semi-finals in, in USA. That, that that period from 94 to 98 for Nigeria was an, a, exceptional. And I don't really think they've recaptured that. Yes, they've been to some of the knockout stages since then, but I've never been fully convinced by the um, um, the players, to be honest with you. It's my own, own personal opinion. Um, but yeah, let's have a, let's have a gear change. Um, big shout out to the Arsenal ladies. Um, a comfortable 5-0 win today. Um, I went for score prediction. I was tuned into um, Canon Chatter's watch um, chat along. Sorry, not watch long chat along, but kind of the same thing with G and um, forgive me, I forgot the other guy's name, um, Lottie, if you're still in the chat. Um, Sam, is it? Yeah. Um, big up to Canon Chatter. People go and subscribe to them, please. Fantastic channel. And you'll see more of the women's content on there as well as doing the men. So um, big up for Lottie for doing that. Um, and I'll be on shortly at some point. <laughs> but yeah, in comfortable 5-0 victory. Um I was saying before, Leicester women have only scored 14 goals this season. I think they've got, before today, and they've got a, a, a goal difference of minus 29. So I didn't expect them to score today. Uh, Chelsea gave them an absolute annihilation um, last week. And uh, let me get some facts on the screen there. So, um, yeah, 5-0. Um, Vivian Miedemar gets a couple. Beth Mead bags one as well. Um and yeah, you, you can see by just the, the, the even the, the minor stats there, Arsenal 76% possession, 30... I knew it was a lot, I'll be honest with you, but I, when I, I watched the game today, I didn't realise it was that many. 30 shots, 11 on target. That's not a bad conversion rate, getting five. Um, and I actually think they should have scored more. 17 corners. Um, one thing I was disappointed watching the Arsenal ladies, I don't know what you guys think in the chat, but I thought their set piece from the corners was awful today. I generally thought it was, and they had 17 corners. Um, as you see, Leicester, um, they they hung in, dug in, and defended gallantly, and the goalkeeper kept them in it. But 
leaves you see there one shot, none on target. Um, but Arsenal were completely dominant. Um, and actually, like I said, they should have scored a few more. And fair play to them as well, despite what people might think of Leicester's um deficiencies. Arsenal had a big game during the week. Um last Thursday again was it Thursday was it was it Thursday was it or Wednesday against Wolfsburg and they always had to travel back getting Leo Vulti back into the team was key um I saw the stat with Beth Mead big up to Beth Mead and is it Kate and Katie McCabe in terms of getting 150 appearances for Arsenal and you saw the stat um Lottie would have seen it 100% and the guys that watched it um I think Beth Mead um is what's she she's is she the joint is it assist assist person in WSL and that's and that's history. There's some just some mad names on there, man. Mad mad names. So um, let me carry let me carry on before let me cut to the chat. Let me not ignore you guys, man. Tommy, big up to you, mate. Yeah, they did. I tell you what, Cameroon. England were very lucky to win that. I, mean, I was young, but I remember that game. Very very fortunate to win that. When you got a, when you got a goal scorer like Galenica back in the day, then you've always got a chance. Um, yes, Russ in the chat. We got to you, Russ. Naughty, no wise man. <laughs> yeah, we, we listen. It, it, we'll have to we'll have to arrange a show soon, definitely. Um, when they do, um, that's it. Is that the one? Is that the stat? Lottie, is it? There's one I saw it come up at the start when um before the game when they said um yes yeah, so that's amazing. Like Beth means um. Progression. I know she's gutted to miss out on the Olympics, man. Hundred percent. I'd, I'd love to know why she never got picked. But um, listen, we, <laughs> we, we, we'll come to that another day. But yeah, Beth Mead's been. She, she's. Given, you know what? She gives Arsenal. If you take her at that team, they're a different team, man. I think. Hundred percent. I think. Um, but yeah. Um, you know what? You've got a big game. Um, is it April Easter Sunday semi final against Chelsea in the FA Cup? Wow. Um, I, I think at the moment, I think Chelsea were 1-0 up. I think the second half was just starting. So I know Arsenal were, Arsenal were two points ahead before that Chelsea game, weren't they? So, um, yeah, unfortunately, Arsenal didn't take charge of them games in hand they had before. But you know what? 5-0 away win after playing a midweek game in Europe. Boost the goal difference a bit. Listen, I, I, I wouldn't complain with that. I wouldn't complain with that. I'm sure Lottie wouldn't either and the people in the chat. But yeah, man, big up to the women, man. Can't leave them out, man. Oh, one more thing. The Arsenal kits. People in the chat, let me know what you think of the leaked Arsenal kits. Um, as many of you might know, spoken to me, Lottie will know this for me. I am 100% behind old school kits. Nothing against the new kits. I've seen some amazing new kits Arsenal have done, trust me. But I love my old school, man. I need to look into a couple more, man. 100%. Going to be doing some eBay looking and Amazon looking, trust me. That's it. Lottie drops something in the chat. We did miss her Thursday. We missed, uh, we missed Leah Walty and um, Beth Mead, 100%. And it was a stupid booking as well that I got her to miss that game. Um, yeah. Free, free no up to Chelsea, yeah? Wow. Okay. Listen, they'll go to the wire, man. They'll go to the wire. Arsenal's just got to... Um... Yeah, drop in the chat quickly, Tom, Lottie, and anyone that watches the game. Um, your thoughts on Nikita Paris? Um... I remember when she first broke into the England side under Mark Sampson. And breath of fresh air, man. And she went into that 2019 World Cup. With, with quite a, you know what, as someone to kind of 
bring Ingram through and was seen as a sort of a starlight and someone that would cause problems. And remember, we, England won the opening group game against Scotland in France in the last World Cup in 2019. And Nikita Price missed a penalty. I think she missed two penalties in the tournament, actually. She did have a great tournament. Um, I know she got a move to Lyon. I'm not sure how well it worked out there. But her coming to Arsenal, um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't I don't know what's happened there, man. Um, I don't know what's happened to her form. I don't know. Maybe she just needs to be rediscovered. But Ian Wright made a good point um, when in the Arnold Clark Cup game, when they played Spain in the second game. And he said that, with, with with himself when he's playing, if when if you've got certain players or midfield players or attacking players around you that will bring the best out in your game, it's only going to make it's going to make a big big difference. But for example, when they played in that Arnold Clark Cup game, you had a midfield of Georgia Stanway, Jill Scott, and um, Jordan Nobbs, and you know as a wide player. And those are good players, by the way. They're not, you know, that's not gonna, that's not gonna enhance your game. But um, yeah, the key price is a, is a, it's a, it's a mystery, man. It's like even with it's the, the equivalent to me. It's equivalent of what's happened to Marcus Rashford. I don't, I, I generally don't, I generally don't know. I know he's played under a lot of managers, but um, yeah, both are mysteries to me, really. But time will tell in the key price. She still, she still gets picked for England. So Serena Vigman must see something in her. But people. Um, main topic of conversation. Let's start with the top four race. Now, people in the chat, you might not want to give your answers or your point, your predictions straight away, but have a think about it. But I was looking at Arsenal's remaining fixtures and nine cup finals to go, people. 27 points to play for. Um, I looked at where Arsenal would get them points or a sufficient enough amount of points to get us top four. Um, and I want you to, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm trying to, and I did it. I tried to do it, not off the basis of the fact that you've got to separate from Arsenal need to win games and what you honestly think will happen. And I, and I can separate the two. It's difficult because, you know, you want your team to win football matches, but um, I'm going to get up on the screen and I'm going to tell you what I've gone for. Um, nine cup finals, people. Nine cup finals. So here we go. So got a Palace tomorrow night. I think we'll get a point. Home game against Brighton. I think we'll get three points. Southampton away. I think we'll get three. Chelsea away. I think we'll beat them. I do think we'll beat them. Won't be easy. I don't say that super confidently. I think we'll beat them. Even our record is not fantastic there, but I think we might we might just get one over on, get one over on them. United at home, three points. West Ham away. I, I really was two and frame with this one, people. You know. Um, oh, and I went for Arsenal to get a draw. I think it'd be a score draw. Leeds at home, three points. Newcastle away, I think we'll get three points. And Tottenham away. Now, people might come at me in the chat, might kill me in the chat. But with me, I'm not going to sit here and lie through my teeth. I actually think they might nick it and beat us. That's my own personal opinion. So points-wise, 
out of 27, I have got, well, let me work that out quickly. Three, six, nine, 12, 15, eight. I think that's 22 points. Is that right? I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure. Let, me, let, me work, let me quickly work that out. Hold on. So three, four, seven, 10, 13, 14, uh, 17, 20. Now, I think 20 points out of 27 is a very, very good return. I don't expect us to go through the next nine games without losing the game. You know, as good as the football has been recently and as much as you see more of a team shape and uh, and more of a structure, um, I think 20 points out of 27, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair return, and I think that would be enough to get it done. Um, it, with the London, it's funny because when I looked at it, sort of broke it down. I looked at the first three games. I thought, you know what, seven points out of nine. I could. I kind of came to. I kind of came to a quick conclusion as to what I thought the points return would be. So, with those first three games, it was um, seven points. But I must admit, I was two in a frame with the Chelsea away and um, the West Ham away. And the Tottenham away because um, with one of those three, with one of those three games, we have to pick up a win in one of those three. That's that's paramount, hundred percent paramount. There has to be ideally two out, two victories out of those three games would be fantastic. But we have to pick up a victory in one of those three games, a hundred percent. Primarily, love it to be Tottenham away. But listen, we'll see what happens. Yet, yet a date is yet to be confirmed, people, for the Tottenham game. So there's a lot of there's a lot of eagerly waiting Arsenal and Tottenham fans waiting to YouTube, the content creators waiting to do their previews for the game, which will come eventually. But yeah, guys, what do you think? So I've gone for 20 points out of 27. And you've seen the games that I've gone where Arsenal will get points and where they will not get points. So let me know what you guys think. You work it out a bit in your heads before you might drop it in the comments. But um, yeah, I think 20 points out of 27 will get it done, 100%. Let me go to the chat quickly. Lottie made a comment about uh, Nikita. Paris is a bit iffy. She's been away for two seasons and she needs some time to settle back to the WSL. Then again, Black Steiners has scored five since arriving in January. She just... Hasn't set Meadow Park light yet. Yeah, like I said, for me, it's a mystery of Nikita Paris. Um, it is a mystery. Listen, she may come good for the latter part of the season of WSL, and she would have to do something remarkably bad not to make the World Cup squad, which I would no, sorry, the European Championship squad, which I think she will. Um, unless something dramatically happens. You know, I'll touch on England women towards the end of the QA. People drop some more questions in, man. So I don't keep wobbling away. People, if you've arrived late, um, like I said, smash the like button. And also, as you know, I have an audio version that will go out a little bit later. Um, details going on the bottom of the screen with my Twitter handle and my Instagram. The people, check it out. Let's mm, it. No, I don't think she was. I don't think she was. I don't think she was. I have to remember when they when they came into charge, actually. And so, yeah, people, top four race. Let me know your thoughts in terms of Arsenal's points return and um, we'll see how what they end up with. People, I hope you like the new studio background that I have. <laughs> um, still need to work on some better lighting, but um, yeah. Got Dennis in the background, righty, Adam's shirt, Henri's shirt. 
gorgeous George in the back there with that beautiful trophy from 88-89. Patrick Vieira there and obviously Mr. Arsene Wenger. But um, yeah, time to, you know, do a little free tweaks on the channel. You, understand? you know what I mean? So we'll get there eventually. Um, what's I going to say now? Right. We'll move on to... Let's talk about the... Let's talk about Mikel Arteta, actually. Um, let's talk about Mikel. It's a weird one. It's a weird one because I look at it over... I look at it over recent sort of... I'd say probably recent weeks or a couple of months, whatever way, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, we've had two defeats in 2022. If we beat Palace tomorrow, that will be six consecutive away wins in the Premier League. Um, it's, I believe, I think it's up to, he's, had he's had 121 games in charge in all comps, by the way, that's all comps. Career wins, 66. Win percentage, 54.55%. And this season, it's at 60%. Um, last season, when we finished eighth, we won 18 Premier League games. We lost 13. That was a points per game of 1.61. Um, this season, we've won 17 games with nine to go. We've lost eight. That's a points per game increase of 1.93. That's quite a decent turnaround. Um, I think the problem you've got is... And it's, it's, hate's a strong word. It's a very strong word to use, but it's the best word that comes to my mind at the moment. And it's, um, there's some Arsenal fans out there or a lot of Arsenal fans, I say sections, because that's the key word. I don't, don't like to use every Arsenal fan as the same, but that absolutely hate Mikel Arteta. It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter what he says pre-match, post-match. They can't stand him. I actually think they probably take a little bit of pleasure out of Arsenal. They don't take any pleasure, sorry, in Arsenal winning games of football. When the manager wins games of football, which which is what you want him to do as a fan, um, what's the negative? Yes, we can sit here and argue the toss about we need to find a striker in the summer who's going to take us on that next level, which is right. I, you know, I totally agree with what Jamie Carragher said in the, um, what's that called again? The, um, the the debate thing they have with Keane and Gary Neville. He said Arsenal are, need to make those sort of big marquee or two or, or big signings that will make a difference. I was referring to obviously to Van Dijk and Allison. Arsenal need to do that in terms of a striker and for me another midfield player. That is essential, but... Um, yeah, there's some people that just, they just have, where they've gone so far in on Arteta, probably from the beginning when he was taken on, they will never, they will never give this guy any credit. They, they'll say to you, some Arsenal fans will say, and I've heard them say it, why does he deserve any credit? Um, he should be doing that. Arsenal should be getting fourth. And I think to myself, there's no pundit out there there's no Arsenal fan realistically. There were probably were some. There probably were some that thought Arsenal could get top four. Um, I wasn't one of them. I absolutely was not one of them whatsoever. Um, what does Mika if when if Arsenal fans say things like he needs to earn the respect and he doesn't deserve the credit, what does he have to do? Because I know what will happen. 
Say, for example, argument's sake, we get top four and we get Champions League football. Because you've even heard some fans say they don't want Arsenal to get Champions League football. I mean, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. But what will happen is, if we get into Champions League and let's just say we don't get out of the group, the Arsenal Arteta bandwagon will absolutely lose their minds. They will want him gone. I mean, I don't know what they're expecting to do. Because say, for example, we do get Champions League now. What they what, what do they want? They 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 expect him to turn. They expect they expect him to win it. You know how difficult it is to win the Champions League. It was only in Madrid a few years ago who actually retained it for the first time in its new format of the Champions League. It's a very difficult competition to win. Very very difficult. We had an opportunity once and we didn't take it, and we didn't take it unfortunately. But you know, it'll be interesting, right? It won't happen. It probably won't happen. But say if we do get Champions League football, right, and Arsenal get to the quarterfinals in the Champions League and we go out, for example, what would they say? What would they say? I want to know what the people that absolutely despise our manager, what they would turn around and say. Because, um, listen, every Arsenal fan, uh, whether you're, I won't say pro Arteta or, or not pro Arteta, I'll say to the Arsenal fans that had doubts about him or still have doubts about him, I know a lot of people on the platform who know how to articulate their words and not rant and rave and, you know, get their point across well. And even they've said, you know what, there's there's some aspects he deserves a little bit of credit. I mean, if asked, if anyone has said to me about an Arsenal defence that we would not have conceded from a corner in 100, was it 120 corners, 120 plus corners, 13 clean sheets in the Premier League? You know, that if that's not an improvement, then I, I generally don't know what is. So uh, let me come to chat because people you lot are filing some you lot are filing some things, some questions, man. Let me see. Let me come back up. See some people coming in. Uh let me see. Hundred percent. Tommy, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they have they've they have that that's the thing. They've gone so far in, mate. They are not prepared whatsoever to give him any credit. And if you're not going to give him any, if you're not going to give him any credit. Give the players credit. But then the problem is you can't give the players credit because there's people that didn't want Martin Odegaard or were, were very underwhelmed and we'll only give, we'll give Thomas Party one more season to, you know, to, to fix up. And, you know, if, listen, if you can't praise the manager and praise the players, then praise the players. If you can't praise the players, at least, then don't go to the games, man. <laughs> Just watch the, um, you know, when they clip the three, three minute highlights. Just watch that. Um, it's like they almost take it's like it almost upsets them that Arsenal win football matches I mean I've seen it listen I've said this I've had this conversation with Lottie some of the people in the chat and um, people on the platform and, and I said that it's almost like um, what's the best way I can put it um, I'll have to come back to you it's completely gone out of my head it's good, it's good what I was going to say as well man it's annoying but yeah, Arteta, um, he's made some bold decisions this season, man. Um, people reference right or wrongly, people agree with it in terms of the Aubameyang situation. Um, people still probably question his substitutes a little bit still. Um, and also another, and and even Ben White's probably another one as well. I'd say he's almost, 
he's almost a little bit of a whipping boy for some of the Arsenal fans. What I, what I mean by that is because they were sort of in the Saliba camp kind of thing. Listen, I'd like to see Saliba come back. I'd like to see him play other than in in a, in a shirt, other than other than just in in in, in another shirt, not in in our shirt to be honest. And but um, I think even with the way that's looking. It's an odd situation. I've never seen anything like in football where you've bought a player and he's effectively been on loan for three years. It's mad. Um, I think, sort of looking at reports and what people say, I I think I think we'll probably sell him. I just I I, I don't I don't really see a situation where it's not even so much the fact that Ben White and Gabriel have been brilliant this season. It's just the fact that. For him to not have got an opportunity to play for Arsenal in three years is is remarkable, to be honest with you, because I'm sure nobody has you know, or 27 or 30 million euros to to waste at any club um, to buy someone that you're not going to play. And obviously, he recently made the French squad, so he, he got to be doing something right, man, on his loan spell. But you know, that's the story's not over with that. But I I can't see a situation where um, we see him playing an Arsenal shirt. I might be wrong. I might be completely, completely wrong. I, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, it's a mad one. It's a mad one. But guys, I'm not going to spend too long. Like I said, it's been a while since I've done a Q&A, but it's glad to um, see people in the chat. Thank you for interacting. And Tommy, I'm still, I'm still trying to remember that point I was going to make, man. <laughs> oh, it's about Arteta. I can't remember. It's gone out my head now. Uh, I should have wrote it down. But let's move on to the Palace game, man. Selhurst Park. Atmosphere-wise, that stadium looks. It, it sounds amazing. Um, sounds absolutely amazing. And yes, it is the return of Vieira versus Mikel Arteta, part two. Let's let's get this right. We was very fortunate in the game. Um, I think it was it. But guys, correct me if I'm wrong. In the chat, was did we did we play them last November when we got the two draw at the Emirates? I thought it was very fortunate. Um, we went ahead fortunately against run of play. Um, they got back, they came into the game more and controlled our midfield. Conor Gallagher was exceptional that, in that game. Um, and we got a two-all draw. Luckily, with Lacazette that's going in the last minute. Patrick Vera's done fantastic at, um, at Crystal Palace, man. Because you had a manager that Palace had in Roy Hodgson, who was very, very pragmatic, very defensively-minded setup. And under Vieira, Palace are not, I wouldn't say they're like that at all. They've they've kind of harnessed more of their attacking flair to their team. I mean, I know they've got a couple of injury doubts and worries, which normally means that they'll turn up against Arsenal tomorrow, which is um, Michael Elise, who's fantastic from what I've seen with them. French under-21 international and Zaha's got a ham got some hamstring issues, but they've got they've got Mateta, Eberieze's come back, Conor Gallagher's been exceptional. You know, even if Mate even if Mateta's not there, you've got Christian Benteke can come on the bench. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be a tough game. That's why I've gone for a draw because I think yes, it's like I said to you in the points prediction thing that I put up on the screen earlier. I, I'm trying I try to do it set based on not the fact that Arsenal have to win football matches, but what I think they'll get in points return, and that's two completely different things. Um, but I think we'll get a point tomorrow. Um, Injury-wise for Arsenal, I believe Tomiyasu and um, Tomiyasu is close, I believe. 
Saka and Ramsdale were back in training, if that's correct. Um, they say Ramsdale might still be a doubt, though. I'm not too sure. So um, those are the main two, really. Tomiyasu, Ramsdale and Saka. But um, it'll be interesting to see what the team lineup will be on tomorrow night, actually. Um, also, as well, big shout out to Samon Arsenal, PG Amanda. I will be doing, I'll be on the Samon Arsenal doing a post-match after the Palace game. The amazing James Cook as well. So people come and check that out after the, the Crystal Palace Arsenal game. Hopefully with three points in the bag. Um, and big up to the Arsenal Way fans that are going tomorrow, man. The ticket thing at Arsenal has been hot, man. The last few months, man, trying to get tickets to watch Arsenal. Woo! Been tough, man. Uh, let me go to chat quickly. Oh, wow, 5 0. That's bumped up their goal difference even more, Chelsea ladies. Wow. Is Beth England playing um, Lottie? I like Beth England. I think. Listen, I, I think she just needs. A, I think she's in the World Cup qualifying squad, but um, whether she'll make the Euro squad, we'll see. But I like Beth England. I think um, if Ellen White gets too tired or, you know, you need another option or it's not working out for her, then you've got Beth England there. So, um, yeah, there's some good England. Got Eng Again, with the women's ladies, to listen, we'll talk about another day, man. Well, um, they've got a plethora of talent. Plethora of talent. So, um, what's Tommy said now? For some fans, even progress can never be enough. That's the thing. Like, you see, when, you see what I mentioned before when they said about, oh, he, he, he doesn't deserve any credit, for example, or um, he needs to earn my respect. What does he have to do? Because if you're thinking about him winning the Premier League, then you're asking for too much. I mean, we are behind Liverpool, Man City, um, and that's been the case for a number of years. And what what kind of made me say that even more at the time was when the season, Man City won the league by a point ahead of Liverpool. And um, that game at the Etihad, wow. Um, Man City went into that game. They was, I think they were seven points behind Liverpool and they needed to win that game to, 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 to get within four points. And... The level of football in that game that night was in a different league. And even then, I watched that game. I said at the time, I said, Arsenal are a million miles off, man. A million miles off. We're still a bit, we're still off it even now because when you look at the big games we've played, we should have beat Man City. We didn't. We lost. And that's, that, and that's the cold, hard reality of football. Uh, we played that game against Liverpool a few weeks ago. Um, and that game for me typified five margins. And it was um, because we were good in the first half. You know, we, if we score the goal within the first 10 minutes of the second half, Arteta's plans work perfectly. But we go 1-0 down, game over. So five margins, man. And we're not there yet. We're nowhere near there yet. But um, there's small shoots there that when we're coming up against the big teams... Um, we're not going to fear a hammering every single time. Um, and that's a different mindset. Uh, let's have a look there. Can you guess it? Yeah. Yeah, Tommy. You're spicing up, man. I mean, West Ham won. Uh, Tottenham won. And, yeah, we, you know what I mean? You can't expect results to always go your way. That's why a lot of people say when they're asked about Arsenal in the top four, it is in Arsenal's hands. It 100% is. We've got games in hand over West Ham and Tottenham. So it is 100% Arsenal's um, um, top four to lose. Um, 
like I said, nine cup finals, man. 27 points to play for. And um, yeah, like 27 points to play for. Let me see where we go. Like I said, I think 20 points at 27 at this stage of the season, if Arsenal got that, I think that's phenomenal form. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, the people jump in the chat. Do you want me to drop any last minute questions? I'm going to wrap up soon. But um, like I said, man, it's been good to do a um, live Q&A for once. It's been a while, man. Like I, enjoy, like I said, I enjoy doing them. But um, yeah, Vieira's got um, got Palace playing brilliantly, man. Um, I think Palace are 12th in the league at the moment. But you know what? Whenever I hear talk about injuries, right, I expect the players to turn up and play for their team, man. Um, I remember Paul Merson made a point one time about players never, hardly ever being fully fit. There was always some kind of niggle or slight injury that you know they would play they would play most games i think that happens with most footballers to be honest even still now um well yeah if you've got a niggle or a slight injury um I, like i said I, I i'd be surprised if both at least say and zaha are missing but um i know patrick was saying that um they still kind of need to be assessed um before the game and I've, i'm not sure if they actually came back into training either the two Palace points. I'm not too sure, but listen, with Tomiyasu, if it's close, fantastic. Um, I said at the time quite a while ago, it, there's no point rushing him back. There, there's no point whatsoever. You've got a backup fullback in, who plays in that position is Cedric, so you play him. You don't need to rush back Tomiyasu. You know, you, you know what I mean? There's enough games left in the season for him to come back and help us out, do a job. You understand? There's no point rushing him back. Um, so yeah, it'd be great. So, um, Hopefully, if Arsenal do, if Arsenal get the three points tomorrow, hope they celebrate like mad. Hope they celebrate till the cows come home. I want to hear what the next ex-footballer or current footballer or manager or whoever or, or whoever else hates Arsenal are going to complain about this time. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Over, they over celebrated. I said, "Wow, okay, cool." <laughs> it's madness, absolute madness. But yeah, man, it's the thing of like some 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 Arsenal fans. I have to ask myself sometimes, like what what is it you want, man? What is it? What is it you want? Like the team are winning games of football. The football's better. They know deep down with a few more signings, um, Arsenal can again take another step up. But like I said, I don't know what they expect Mikel Arteta to do. Like the ones that just refuse to give him any credit because. Listen, we ain't, we, ain't, we ain't been a successful side for a very long time. Now, people might argue and say, what are you talking about? You've got four FA Cups in however many amount of years and this and that. But there's a lot of clubs that would love to have won four FA Cups in the last, what was it? Oh, God, the last seven or eight years. But Arsenal's a big football club. Um, we have prestigious history and we're not where we want to be and haven't been for a very, very long time. You've seen clubs like Chelsea and the likes of Man City and Liverpool has been massive, have just overtaken us in so many different facets. Um, so, yeah, that's all done lots, man. I don't mess around, man. Spotted them things. Isn't there some crazy people on, on, on YouTube, man? I'll tell you, man. Even I saw it go slightly off topic with... Um, I saw um uh what's his name United fan um Said I think he done like a show where he got fans to come on and whatever and the guys tried to bloody um 
he's tried to he tried to like he's basically tried to flash on the live stream. I'm thinking, why would you come on and do that on someone's channel like that? That I, I don't get it, man. I generally don't understand why he would do that. If you love football and you like certain YouTubers and you you know you get on you 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 you're lucky enough to get on their channel, why would you come on and do something like that? That's that's mad to me. I don't understand why someone would do that. Um damn one, seven years. Is that what was I asking before? To, you gave me that answer. You gave me that answer. What would you, what did I what did I say before, Dan One? If you if you're if you're still there, mate. Or Don One, so shall I say. Um but yeah, people, if there's no more questions, I am gonna Yeah, that, that it, it was it was mad. It was mad. I couldn't believe when I saw that. Luckily, you know what? He was he was on the money though side and he got rid of the guy ASAP before he could even do anything. So um fair play to him, man. But I just yeah, I, it baffles me with some people. Honestly, does. <laughs> Honestly, I don't get it. But people, um that's me over and done with live QA, man. Oh, someone said something in the chat. Yeah, like I said, I'll put this on my IGTV and I'll put this on my anchor on Spotify so you can again once hear my dulcet tones. Um, people, big game tomorrow. Um, like I said, I think we'll get a draw. But obviously, if we get the win, absolutely we'll be buzzing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, a lot of clubs would be happy with that, Don one. They'd be very happy with that. It's not... Listen, there's some clubs that haven't won the FA Cup probably in a couple of people's lifetimes, let alone just mine. So, yeah, massive game tomorrow. Um, Palace and No Mugs have got some very, very good players and they're a very different Crystal Palace to the one that we saw under Roy Hodgson. We got a good result there last season, beat them 3-1. Pepe bagged the brace and Martinelli got um, the winning goal to go 2-1. But, um, yeah, it's a different Palace side this time. Um, but you know what? These are the games you have to go and win. Um, so, people, give me your virtual waves and goodbyes because I am going to check out. As I said, people, got Canon Chat, my fantastic bestie from Northwest Lottie, who represents Canon Chatter. Go and follow their channel. Tommy, I'll see you soon. Lottie, I'll see you soon. People in the chat, thank you for your interaction on a late Sunday night. Big up to Tommy and Mr. Silver Fox. Um, Yes, your host, Albert JTV. New background. Um, got some legends in the background there, man. Love them. But um, yeah, like I said, uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, which I'm sure you have done anyway. And pass on the word. But like I said, I'll be on tomorrow for um, on the same on Arsenal channel with Amanda and James Cook for the post-match. And once again, thank you people who tuned in to episode 12 of my life stories with um, Kenny Ken. Absolutely fantastic. Kenny, I knew he'd be brilliant anyway, but it was it was brilliant um, life stories with him. It was also great to get his opinion on sort of the YouTube stroke, social media aspect of it as well. And he, and he said some very, very to the point and on the money things. Um, fantastic guest. Kenny Ken, my big bro, man. Thank you, man. Once, once again, thank you, mate. Uh, let me go to the chat quickly. Here we go. There we go. I've gone way, I've gone way too far up, man. Let me go down. Um, massive game coming, you guys. Yeah, people. Let's log. Let's 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 say good night for a late Sunday evening. Um, if I can find my outro, that'll help, innit? <laughs> well, people, much love. Um, thank you for your constant support. 
and Albert JTV will be back again another day for a live Q&A. But as for tomorrow's night, tomorrow's night game at Crystal Palace, come on, you gunners. Thank you.